0: Are you ready to boss up and start that business? You're listening to Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. My name is Beatriz Rivera, and this show is my empowerment tool and community builder. My mission is to help queer and walk, that's queer and women of color, start their businesses with accountability, clarity, and most of all, confidence. On this podcast, I go over the question, can entrepreneurship help us reach our potential? I talk about my hardships, my wins, and you'll even hear how other queer and women of color have navigated and come to own their entrepreneur identity. I'm a social worker turned entrepreneur coach, and as such, of course, I'm going to give you tips, inspiration, and maybe even some laughs to help you not just start, but transform into that boss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Be A Boss Coaching podcast. My name is Beatriz. I am the founder of Be A Boss Coaching, entrepreneur and business coach for women of color, BIPOC and queer entrepreneurs who want to walk along their journey like a boss. I am so excited for you to hear Claudia Zimmerman's story. You'll get to know more about her in this episode. I cannot even begin to tell you how courageous and brave this woman is. She is incredible and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to connect with her and really share in her story and her message. I do want to make a quick note that there are mentions of suicidal thoughts and behaviors in this episode. So if you need to please take care, and do what you need to do to take care of yourself. With that being said, I hope that you enjoy this discussion. I hope that you take so much away. And if you're here, thank you so much for listening. I want to take a quick moment to remind you to, if you're new to this podcast and you enjoy this podcast so far, please come on over to Instagram, tag us, and let us know that you are a listener. You can also leave a review or a rating on Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you listen, and it would really help out this podcast so much. So thank you for your support. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. Today, I have Claudia Zimmerman. I'm excited to share her story and to talk about her business, her coaching business. I'm going to have you, Claudia, introduce yourself and your business, and we'll take you from there.
1: Well, hi, Bea. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm super excited um, being in your podcast. And connecting with you and sharing my message and my mission with people. Like you said, my name is Claudia Zimmerman. And I am an empowerment and personal freedom coach. And I work with mostly with people who are feeling like stuck in their lives. And they know that they need to make changes. They're craving for changes. They're not happy with where they are. And I help them like reconnect to what is truly true for them and take action to make those changes so they can live more fulfilled and happy and joyful lives
0: amazing and can you tell me the name of your business yes it's
1: my name so claudia z like Zimmerman. so claudia z coaching so that's the name of my business
0: awesome so claudia z coaching coach yes. empowerment and personal freedom i have so many questions about empowerment and personal freedom can you say more about what empowerment and personal freedom means to you
1: could you ask that question so personal freedom to me I feel like we all come into this world as free beings and then as we're growing up we, we get conditioned by society by you know, like our family, school, society, the media, everything into who and what we should be and who and what we should not be. And that starts to limit our freedom. In my personal experience and in my own journey, I realized that those things at some point stop serving me, trying to live by other people's rules and about what others were telling me my life should look like by a certain age or things like that were actually not I wasn't feeling happy with those choices that I was making that were supposedly to work for most people. They were not working for me and I believe it's not working yeah. for many people nowadays. And so for me, um, is that ability to reconnect to who you truly are and what is true for you and start making choices from that place. That's mm-hmm. where the true freedom lies. And the empowerment piece yeah. is that you can only make those choices. And like that. once you make that connection, you can only make those choices from a place of feeling empowered and really believing in yourself, believing in your choices, believing in your truth and being mm, willing to disappoint others in the journey. Because if you don't, at the end of the day, from my experience and from working with clients at the end of the day, when we try to make all other people happy, the one person that gets disappointed is ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I think that I, most folks that I know in, within coaching and the space of wanting to better ourselves and, and then find new versions and strive for better versions of ourselves, it's a question that I think comes on at a specific moments of your life. And I'm wondering for you, when in your life or what moments in your life you started asking oh. yourself those questions around what does it yeah. look like for me to live a life that is true to me like when did you even start having those questions you know because I feel like well, those are deep questions right? that that we don't think about it. And I think those are deep questions that come to us after a few experiences and life experiences. So I am curious when you felt that that was a question you were asking yourself.
1: That's a great question. I, like you said, I feel like I, I've asked myself this question at different stages in my life for different circumstances. So for yes. one, when I finish college i'm from argentina and when i was in college and i don't know i I always had a feeling that at some point i was going to leave my hometown and i wasn't sure where i was going to go or most of my friends and the people that i knew they i come from a kind of a small town it has grown but it was small kind of small town at the time and most people Mm going to leave their home their hometown they like they grow up there they go to school there they get a job they start their families and they die in the same place and for some reason (laughs) that didn't resonate with me so i i was gonna leave and i did i graduated from college and they actually i also knew that i wasn't gonna leave until while my grandparents were alive my maternal grandparents because i was really close to them and so mm-hmm. I actually left my hometown at the end of the year after my, when my grandma passed away. First, my grandfather and I left. So I mm-hmm. felt like I that idea of finishing college, getting married, having kids and all of that, it wasn't the time for me to do that. I see I love traveling and I wanted to go and explore other places. And so I found the opportunity to come here to the U.S. to do an internship and I came. And everything, and it was great. So I feel like that was the first time what society is showing me doesn't feel me. And I want to, make yeah, yeah. that. and I came to the US and then moved to San Francisco. And I had a great time in San Francisco. And I was working in the wine industry, and I did work in the wine industry in compliance for many years. I have a, I have a degree in, I have a background in business. So that's what I was doing. And after, years like about 10 years of working in the wine industry I started questioning again okay what am I doing with my life like working these nine to five jobs who am I helping I'm helping to me I like, can just summarize it I was like helping wineries make money helping people get drunk it's not literally mm-hmm. what I was doing but it didn't really it's <laughs> like that's not how yeah. I can sum it up and I was like is this what i want to do with my life that doesn't sound that great and so then, that was the second time when this question came, like one of the biggest, like major times when this question came up. And so I started like, ask, what is it that I truly totally want to do? And I wanted to work fewer hours and I wanted to have more freedom to explore and create and do my own thing and reflect. I feel like a lot of something that was that people used to do before when they had more time was like just like ponder, question, or wonder. And I, reflect and Mm -hmm. i love reading and i love just like thinking and when i was working Mm -hmm. that nine to five and like then doing everything i had to do i have no time for that and i I also felt like i am not helping other people like that wasn't what's going to be my impact at the end of the day so that's the second time with that came up and that helped me that, that led me to start making different choices i actually became a personal trainer I moved to Maui, and uh, where I I always wanted to live on an island, and I did, and I had a great time there. Became a personal trainer because I've always loved wellness and fitness and health. That was all I read at the time, mostly, and like I'm reading Mm -hmm. and learning and doing all these things, and I want to share these. And so I became a personal trainer, and like I started helping people with their health and physical health, and that and like different aspects of their like well-being and then there have mm-hmm. been other times like oh like during my marriage and like making choice. every time that like these questions come up and what does that freedom look like to me you know we i can share more about my journey a little bit later but when i didn't choose freedom and what felt right for me i ended up with a really mm-hmm. bad depression and wanted to end my life and while mm-hmm. me out of that was like starting to reconnect back to what's so true for me because I was really out of alignment with
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. And it speaks to, I think, what happens to a lot of us who go against what feels good or what feels right or what we're supposed to do because I I definitely have had moments where I go against what I, what i would like to pursue even if i don't know in the moment how i'm going to pursue it or how it's going to play out i go against it because it's easier it's easier to do what i know yeah. and um and then it comes back and bites me <laughs> yeah because it's like you're if you're constantly going against what you your intuition tells you and what and going towards what you think other people like what you think society expects of you and what maybe even your family or friends expect of you or and if you and it's not what you what you truly want it's going to start to come up in different ways and i say that because when i started my coaching business i wanted to do that but- I instead went towards trying to get my clinical license, which is what I didn't want to do. But I thought that was going to be, that was the path that I was already on. And it's hard to realize that you're walking along a path and you realize, wait, this is not the way I want to go and go back. <laughs> it's hard to go, especially if you've traveled a long way and gotten yourself far in your career and all of a sudden you're like but this is not what i want this is not how i want to live my life and if there's past like for me there was past traumas that i hadn't healed from and that kept coming up for me when i was doing trying to get my license all of it i was just it wasn't letting me move forward and it wasn't until i decided to undergo this therapy and healing for traumas that I had experienced years ago that I then felt, like you said, empowered to actually Mm -hmm. go the way that I want to go. Because now I realize I can do this. There's a lot of strength within me that allows me to go in a different way, even if I don't know what the other side has. <laughs> and thank you for sharing that.
1: I didn't know that. And there is so much of what you're saying that resonates with me. And I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people too. Making these choices because it feels like the right thing to do. And this is the path. Everybody mm-hmm. else is following a similar path. So many people cannot be wrong, right? There has to be something right mm-hmm. about this. And we make these choices and... At some point when it doesn't feel right, it takes it takes a lot of courage to be able to stop and say, wait, this is not the way I want to go. And even though I've invested time and money and energy and everything, this is not the way Uh I want to keep going. And it takes a lot of courage. It's very humbling too, because your ego is like, your ego is going to fight that. It's like, no, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. You just keep going. It's going to be fine at the end. And your ego just wants you to keep going. No, but there is a part of me that doesn't feel good with this. So it takes a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability to be able and willing to look at what are all these things that are holding you back or that are like pushing you to stay on this path because it feels safer than... Dealing with all of these that we don't want to look at, like the traumas and the stories and the, who am I trying to make happy here? And what am I not, what is it that I don't really want to see? Because it takes work to work through all those things. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is willing to do it. And it's okay. If you like, there is a time you have to be ready to do the work because it's not easy, at least for me. It hasn't
0: been easy. Yeah.
1: This has been like years of work and it, it it's never ending. Once yeah. you start working, like looking at these things, it's never ending. That's how I feel at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you share more about how this new path was is linked to your depression or what you were going through during that time? Yeah, definitely.
1: I shared that I... I became a personal trainer and I started to mm-hmm. work on that field and then I, at some point because I had been in the wine industry for so many years one of my dreams had been to actually import wine from Argentina and had a business importing wine and at some point I decided after being on like I had started to work on the, in the wine industry but I had the opportunity to do that to like Maybe this is, this is a good thing to do that now to start a wine business. And I had met someone at the time and all the decisions, they happened so fast that it, now looking back, I can see that most of the, those decisions were taken from a place of ego and fear, made from a place of ego mm-hmm. fear, not from a place of being fully connected to who I want, what was important to me and what I really wanted in my life. So I started making those decisions, mm-hmm. you know, I created this business, I imported all this wine, I got married. All of these happened in like a lapse of six months. My life completely changed. And a few months later, I started to feel trapped. What am I doing? This is not right.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: the wine business is not what I truly, what my soul really wants to do. I made that decision from a place of ego again. My marriage was a great guy. There's, It's not his fault, right? This is where I take responsibility and say, this is my fault because being so fully disconnected from who I was at the time, I made those decisions. I got Mm -hmm. carried away, you know, he's a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't happy in the marriage and in the relationship, but Mm -hmm. this was my second marriage. And I had invested all my savings and borrowed money to start this wine business. So... I couldn't afford to fail or oh, that's what I felt like all of these was like jumping off this business and like jumping off this marriage was like failing and you don't mm-hmm. want to fail nobody wants to fail right so in order to not fail I kept trying to make it work and now it's going to be okay and making it work and and it wasn't gonna work. All I felt like I, all I, mm-hmm. as time went by I started to feel like like I was shrinking more and I got to a really dark place. I didn't want to do anything. I disconnected from my friends. I was like in this little bubble where I didn't want people to know what I was going through. I want people ask. I didn't want to share. It sucks. So, what yeah. I did was like I isolated and that made it worse. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, it got, I started questioning everything that I had done, but not from a good place of, okay, let's, not with curiosity, but from a place of judgment and judging myself and feeling guilty and shaming myself, having got to the place where I got, having made the things that I Mm -hmm. made and and everything. And it, so everything just kept going down until I I really, I started having suicidal thoughts and thinking that life would be so much easier for everyone else if I'm not on this Mm-hmm. Because I knew Lee who was in Argentina, they were the main ones that were suffering with me feeling this way, right? My friend who knew also, and I was mm-hmm. more concerned about my family. So as think get here, they will suffer a little bit, but they will get over it and they or I get very emotional about this because I can't believe that I'm going to go to 50. And if anyone is listening to this message and having those thoughts, please to not act on those. But it's real now when I look back and at that time, I see like how much harm, how much I would have hurt my family if I had done that. And yeah. And I think yeah. God that, or to the universe that i live in then it kept me calling yeah. and it started to get better.
0: Yeah. I just want to say that. You sharing your story on um, just everything that you went through and the spiraling and the feeling of just digging yourself deeper and deeper, those are moments that people experience. It's a very common and they don't share them. So I just want to commend you for your bravery and for sharing that story, because it's not easy to share and say, this, this is the choices that I made, and it felt like a failure. This was a failure, right? And it just goes to show how stigmatized I think sometimes it is to one, think about mental health, And the whole process of mental health, especially I think within the Latina, Latinx community, like mental health, even though I think there's progress towards accepting that a lot more now, I think there's still fragments of stigmatization of mental health. And I'm glad that you're talking about it and within the context of entrepreneurship, because Sometimes it's so hard and it's not just in our old lives that, you no, know, sometimes we feel like we've gone, like you said, even within a marriage, like how many people are in marriages still, unhappy marriages because of the stigma of divorce and the stigma of what that brings. And, but you did something so brave, like you realize this is not for me. This is not the path for me. I'm not happy And you were aware of that, and you made the necessary changes to actually look at this deeply. And maybe that was the catalyst for you trying to like really look at what really is out there and really deeply think about what you want and what you desire in your life. And that's very. And the fact that you're helping people do that now too, to figure out what they want with their lives, because that's a gift. That's a gift. So I just want to commend you for sharing that. I know it's not easy to relive those moments when you're in a very dark place. So thank you for for that courage. So because you're this is not for me, right? Everything that, that you were living, it just wasn't in alignment with your heart. How you right. provide coaching for others who also might be feeling that way, and that is the best type of coach that I think anyone can get yeah. who has experienced feelings that they're feeling, yeah. and I know that you do executive you do coaching is it executive coaching no i actually i
1: I do mental and emotional health coaching also for a company that provides those services and so i coach their clients um through that as well but with that there is a lot of everything because i am coaching corporate clients so everything comes Mm -hmm. there there is no separation there and with coaching the beauty of coaching there is like pretty much no separation like everything you can decide you can't say i'm not going to coach you on the like if somebody comes to me with like relationship mm-hmm. issues or career choices i might not mm-hmm. i'm not a career coach but it doesn't mean that we cannot get curious about it and start looking at those yeah but at least i don't believe in those lines because everything is related
0: yeah and can you talk more about how you came to your your coaching was it after your experience of trying out this business trying out this wine industry business and coming to that point and realizing you know you've put in a lot of time you put in a lot of money was it right after that that you decided i need something that's gonna help me figure out what it is that i actually truly want yeah
1: yeah that's a great question and I'm happy to share. And I also want to add one thing in the light of like entrepreneurship, my business, my Mm -hmm. wine business, it was also like something that I started by myself, right? And now seeing, and it didn't go well, it was like everything that could go wrong with that business went wrong, right? And Um, what I can see now is that the mistake that I made was that I, I identified myself as the business failure. So I made the mm. business failure my identity. And because the business failed, I was a failure. Here. So now I am much more aware of that and separating things like just because things didn't go well, it's not what is happening to me. And I always talk to be, talk, tell my clients and talk to my clients through this. It's not what is happening. It's what am I making this mean? And mostly, what am I making this mean about me? Because the mm. business failed. Now, does that mean failure? That I don't deserve to be alive? Mm. That I should be? I should better end mm. my life? No, I make those two things equal. Like the business failed, therefore I'm a failure, and I don't deserve to be alive. That's what led that me in part to, and also my marriage. That, that my marriage is failing. I am failing at my marriage That Means like it. I was a complete failure. Like everything was failing. You know? But it, not, it wasn't yeah. true. I was making, I was creating those truths for myself and believing them. For me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to add that because yeah. in entrepreneurship, things are going to go well and things are going to go bad. And we have to be careful at not identifying with ourselves. Not when things are right and are great awesome, and, and not make it like I'm successful and I am succeeding and I'm great because of these And then when I'm failing, I am failing and I am a failure. Just being very Mm. careful and not attaching ourselves to what's happening in the business because it's just a business.
0: Yeah, no, I thank you for that because I have those thoughts a lot too. And I think it's hard because when you're working on a business and you're spending your own money, you're investing your own money, you're investing your own time, you It's hard to, like you said, separate yourself from it because it's like both your time and your money. And technically, some people call their business like their baby, right? (laughs) So it is hard to remember that just because uh, something failed in your business or your entire business idea failed, that it's a reflection of you and who you are and like what you can do. And I think that we forget that sometimes. Like we get into our own heads and we're like, this isn't working. Like, okay, this is, I'm not cut out for this, right? I'm not cut out for being a business owner. And you don't have to equate the failure of that to like your own personal. I forget that. So uh, even two years in to this, I forget that because there's, I'm still, I think after two years, you're still considered a fairly new business. And we have to remember, most businesses don't actually start seeing profits and all of that until year five, most businesses. (laughs) And so we have to remember that this is hard. This is a really hard journey and it shouldn't be a reflection. Of our capabilities and what we can do and sometimes we forget that all we want to do is just prove to ourselves that we can do this but business that's the
1: that's where when we're making decisions from the ego right like from myself and i need to prove the world that i can do it and i would encourage people that if that's why you're doing things take a step back and really connect to why is it really, that you want to do this. And if you cannot find like a reason that feels really compelling, that it's like really important for you to do this. I don't want to die without having tried this, not to prove other people that I can do it, but because this is the impact that I want to make in the world. Maybe this is not the business for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you say more just around, are there any challenges you when you decided to, to start a coaching business and doing this for other people. Definitely,
1: yeah. And I think this relates to the previous question that you asked and that I changed the subject. I apologize for that, but I wanted to share that
0: first. Yeah, I'm glad you did. So
1: once I... Once I started like I became aware that like, I, I was so depressed and like I wanted to I something needed to change. So I started doing mm-hmm. therapy and coaching and a lot of so many other things, like healing modalities. Like I was wanting to try everything and anything because I didn't when yeah. I decided that if I'm gonna leave I this is not gonna be the way. And so when yeah. I started looking at my choices and what what was out of alignment and everything i realized that the path where i was before when i became a personal trainer and i was helping people with their health i actually became a personal trainer and a massage therapist and and i was i was really enjoying that it was like it's very rewarding to be able to help people and so that i Mm -hmm. had gone out of alignment because of the shining object of the wine industry, right? This is like more glamorous, the wine industry or whatever. And I, when my Mm. ego got carried away with Mm. those decisions. So once I realized that I came back to the personal training and the massage, and I also realized that being a personal trainer, there was only so much that I could do to help people. Yes, they can give me like the great, like exercises and everything. But I only see you maybe two or three times a week for an hour. And then what are you doing with the rest of your day? So I went back to school to become a health coach, to help people with not only, not with their weight so much, but everything I realized that everything that we're doing in our lives has an emotional component to it. And so the um, institute that I went to, it's, it's not about giving you diets and everything. It's more looking into the rules of why are we making the choices that we're making. So I got my health and health coach and life coach certification. And, and as I started to work with clients, and I realized that clients are coming for like their health part. But actually, the part that we really need to look at is the emotional part. As part it's not the diet. It's like, why are you eating? It's like you're stressed. Or oh, you're not happy, you're not fulfilled with your choices. And that's what is causing you to make the choices that you're making with your diet. So it's not about the diet. That's why I don't really believe in diet. You know, like most people yeah. that I know I like, have never dieted in my entire life. I yeah. try to make conscious choices for my body. And I know when I don't make those conscious choices that my body doesn't feel right. And that's why I know that I am not in alignment with that. And, and then I also give myself compassion and grace when I make those choices, okay. Maybe I'm feeling sad, maybe I'm feeling stressed, but I also know that I need to nurture my body. So I'm I, I a health and life coach, and, and that's how I started working with clients. And as I lean more into like life coaching, I also, and I was doing my own work, now, like through therapy and through coaching myself to see why and how did I get to the point where I was, because I don't ever want to go there again. And I also, there is a... My mom suffers from depression. So this is um, something that is it, very close to my heart. I've seen these journeys. You know, I've seen friends go through these. And I started to get curious, why do people get there? And yeah, there mm. is the, the chemical imbalances and all of that. That's a whole different subject. But I do believe that everything that is happening in our lives is rooted in the emotions and the stories that we're creating for our lives. That's my belief. And I wanted to. Once I became more aware of that, it's like how. And I realized like, how do I not get there again? What choices do I need to make? What do I need to look at and make sure that I stay in alignment with that? I realized like, I want to make. I want to help other people not avoid getting to the point where I was, where I wanted to end my life, because nobody, anyone ever to have to feel that way, and. And that, in the way that I saw that is just like re- coming back to yourself, what is true for you. If something, if you're feeling depressed, it's like, what are you suppressing? What is, what are you not like saying or speaking up? What are you, what boundaries mm-hmm. are you not setting? What choices are you not making because you're afraid of? because you're afraid that you're going to disappoint someone? That's how I started with my coaching. For me, it's like taking people on a journey to come back to themselves. Because when you come back to yourself, that that place feels safe. That place feels known. And and from there, from that place, you feel empowered to make brave choices and more choices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that sometimes it's a little bit hard to get people to really think about is this will this help me even if they are maybe suffering in silence and i'm wondering what would you say is the best like to to help people come to that realization that this is something that that could be beneficial for them yeah,
1: yes i believe that i when I reached out for help, it was because I realized that I couldn't do it alone, that I knew I believe that we mm-hmm. all have the answers within us. I'm not going to, I don't know what the answer, the, what answers are right for you. Only you know that. However, right. so much confusion or so much pain, we cannot access that place that feels true. And, and then it's really hard to access those answers, right? So a coach or a therapist mm-hmm. are... I feel like the best, like the thing, how I define my job as a coach is like, I just need to get better at asking better questions and help my clients get mm-hmm. their own answer. And mm-hmm. something that we cannot do for ourselves is like, we can only get to a certain part when we try to do this work alone. And even have, I have coaches, I continue to do therapy and get coaching. Why? Because yeah. even when I know the questions, When I'm trying to do this on myself or with myself, I'm only going to get when it starts being too painful or like too. I'm not sure I want to go there and into that story because there's so like all the different parts of my brain that are playing out. It's like my brain is like, no, you know, this is true. We don't need to look at that. When I'm talking to someone else, it's like, no, we do need to look at that. Let's get curious about that. Let's go to where you don't want to go alone. So that is what
0: I really like that. I like what you said. Let's go where you don't want to go alone. Yes. because I think that's a very good indicator or I can be a good indicator for folks to realize that if they may not know that they might need support in an area, but they may know what area they don't want to do alone, something that they don't want to do alone. And that can be a good indicator for when You might need any sort of coaching, therapy, any sort of support. So I I like that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it is. To me, it is about that to get the guidance or get uh, to help you shine a little bit of light on that path and bring curiosity and compassion. Because sometimes these processes, as you probably know, they hurt. They're painful. It's not like I don't show up to my coaching session and it's all a lot I usually cry a lot in my own
0: sessions.
1: Because we get emotional. Like, and the more work we do is I like, you start accessing like deeper and deeper things. And sometimes things come up that you didn't even know were there. And these are the things that are getting in the way. So if we don't bring light to those things, they're going to continue to get in the way. I was uh, I was talking to one of my, sorry my therapist, not long like a few sessions ago and she was telling me like the things that i don't know i won't share what we were talking about but like the thing that the conversation led to this is this is these are the same things i tell my clients when i'm coaching clients and this is the same thing that Mm -hmm. i would tell them why is it so hard for me to use my own advice and apply my own advice and do this thing and i love the way she explained this she's like when you are in the picture it, you cannot see the whole picture. If you're in a frame, in the frame of the picture, you cannot see the whole picture. You need to step out yeah. to see the whole picture. And that's what a coach or a therapist can help you see. All the things that you can see because you are in that frame. You are in that little box. And it's really hard to yes. step out and know and see all the other things or the other components that we cannot see.
0: I totally agree. I think even for folks who are uh, coaches themselves, right? There's a lot of coaches. I think when there's a thought where, especially in coaching, you yourself need a coach, like you yourself need support. And I think that newer coaches may have this thought that it's okay. I don't need a coach. I know that I coaching right. needs me. Yeah, like I know the techniques, I know what questions to ask, I can do that myself, I can coach myself, and yeah, it's not the same, I don't know how to explain it, I'm sure you probably have a better articulate oh, yeah. way, yeah. and you it just said it. Yeah,
1: it, you can, I know I have a lot of tools to help others, but when yeah. it helps my mm-hmm. own self, it's Sometimes it's really hard to use those tools on me. And that's when I need somebody to guide me through some of these processes. And also, mm-hmm. if you look at all the people who are succeeding at something are being mentored or have coaches, all the greatest athletes have coaches. Mm-hmm. It the great athletes are not getting there by themselves. They spend a lot of like time. Being coached and working with mentors in different areas of their lives, not just on the scale that they want to depending If, if you want to get better at playing golf, it's, golf it's a mental game. Any sport, mental game. So if you're just gonna try to get better at in, at that skill, you're not gonna get there. If you don't work on your mental part, you're not gonna get there. So every everyone who is succeeding at something has a mentor, has a coach. And Mm. go look at this and find any industry that you want. People who are succeeding have found themselves people who have already done that and can help them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even within, if you're a business owner, there are standards to the ways in which you do business. And sometimes you need someone else that can help you create and navigate the world of that you're trying to be successful in um, whether it's business whether it's just general like just yourself and life there's all these rules and we have a perception about what those rules are we just need someone that kind of helps us figure out okay does that work for me does that not work for me you can't do that work Alone. Well, <laughs> like, you're bringing up an excellent point. So
1: we, in coaching, we say that we, each of us, have we create our own map of the world in our head, right? And we create the rules <laughs> and how things should be and how people should behave and everything. And then we make that true. Like we truly believe that is true, but not all of those things are necessarily true. And if you're just going <laughs> to play map, you're going to miss a lot of things because there are billions of people out there. And there are people who can, when talking to other people, when sharing, they can point out things that you might have missed in your mouth. And so the beauty, I, I've been like, you know, like I am always like getting, uh, working with like coaches or like therapists and even like getting in group programs for my own, like the developed personal and business development. And I feel yeah. like that is like the best investment that a person can do.
0: You're inspire me to go get two other coaches <laughs> i have a i have my therapist who also happens to be a coach too but actually i want to see if you were able to talk about the differences between therapy and coaching and when i know sometimes they may overlap but if you can talk a little bit about those differences yeah
1: so therapy for me, and I know there are different type of therapists out there nowadays. So not only therapy is not what it used to be. There are many different approaches that people can take to do when they become therapists. But in my experience, I therapy has helped me maybe look at some things from my past and make peace with that part, and I'll look at things where I am now. We can also look at the a, a little bit of the past, and like work with the the stories that I've created have happened. What, like I, yeah. say, I, like I was saying at the beginning, what, what happened, what actually happened? What did I make this mm-hmm. mean? What did I make this mean about myself? And then how do I reframe that? And what other, like from that reframing and that new awareness, what decisions can I make going forward? So, therapy for me helped me understand, for instance, a lot of like my relationship. A family member or relationships mm-hmm. like past relationships and things like that, and find mm-hmm. peace with those things. And then coaching is helping me take that and reframe those stories. And what choices do you want to make going forward?
0: I really love that distinction of past and thinking about therapy more of looking back at things from the past and healing through some of that stuff and needed healing and coaching as looking forward, looking at what's ahead. Yes.
1: And with coaching, because at least in the coaching that I do, I actually call it with my like coaching and healing because you can't really move forward without healing whatever stories you have created from the past. So for people who have not experienced a severe depression or Severe anxiety or something like big mental health issues, it might not be necessary to go to therapy. But we everyone (laughs) needs to take a look at the stories and their beliefs and see how they're getting in the way of me accomplishing what I want to accomplish because we all have created stories. We're story being, we love stories, our brain loves stories. Our brain is always making up, our mind is always making up stories, trying to make things or make sense of things, trying to make things fit in. And we've created, we spend our life creating stories. And when we buy into those stories, then we start getting away from the things that we truly want, or they start getting in the way of us getting what we want. So I feel like therapy, like I did therapy when I had, when I was so depressed, therapy helped me a lot because it helped me understand yeah. how I got there. And then once I started to get better, I also be coaching because it's like, okay, well, and now I understand, I see. Now, how do I avoid getting here again? No.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I really do appreciate that, the, the distinction. And like you said, I think sometimes they overlap. I think with coaching, it, it overlaps a lot because of you, you can't really move forward without really connecting it back to things cool. that, you like you said, made up stories about <laughs>
1: yeah, because those so. stories create emotions, and they are rooted. Like our mind, when we believe something, when we make it true for ourselves, if we don't challenge, that's gonna be ruling all our decisions, whether we're conscious or not conscious. That's the, the beauty of like doing this work too, is that we bring light to these things that are in our subconscious that we're maybe we're not even aware that it's there, but starting mm-hmm. to look at yeah. those beliefs, at those stories, and once you start looking at that, it's like, no wonder I'm making these decisions. I don't know if you've heard that a phrase that says that thoughts create your reality, right? And mm-hmm. yes, and it's not the thoughts. It's like the actions that you take based on those thoughts that mm-hmm. are going to create your reality. Mm-hmm. So if we don't look at those thoughts, if we don't look at those beliefs, if we don't look at those stories, you're going to be cautiously or unconsciously or, or subconsciously. Making choices that align with what you believe is true. And that's going to create the reality. And if you are not aware of that, Mm -hmm. you might end up with a reality like the one I have, that's up. And you Mm can avoid looking
0: there by being more aware of what you're giving power. Yeah. Snaps to mental health and therapy and coaching. (laughs) That's really, that's what we're advocating for here. All right, Claudia, I do have... a a final question for you is what would you say is your way of embracing your entrepreneur identity Mm. if you've ever thought about it my way way of embracing my entrepreneurial identity I I... and you can take your time answering because I read that question it's not a common question (laughs) and actually some people haven't thought about that Inflexibly, so you can take your yeah, time thank you
1: I actually I love the question uh, I feel that I chose this path because it's in alignment with the life that I want for myself I love freedom it is my number one value and this is something that is I also invite people to look into that to look at what are the what are your values and what these values are guiding your actions and are they in alignment so freedom is my number one value and having my own business gives me a lot of freedom. It gives me freedom of location. It gives me freedom of my time, and it gives me a lot of freedom. Granted, it also comes with a lot of things that are challenging. But I'm to take on the challenge because I want the freedom. So that's one thing. And and making sure that I am again, like I'm staying in alignment with my values and what is important for me. For me, is freedom. It's contribution, so helping other people. I want to make an impact. So for me, having a job or like doing something that where I don't feel like the wine industry was very rewarding, it was great, I loved it. And I didn't feel like I was was able to create the impact that I wanted to create in my life. So I feel that it, it is like this work, it is part of my identity. And it has to be in alignment with everything else that I want in my life and my identity. And also it cannot become my identity because i made that, I've done that in the past when I thought the wine business became my identity. Now, this is just the way I see it. This is just one more role that I'm, that it's a, it plays a big part in my life, but it's not everything. So it has to, this role has to allow space in time for everything else I
0: want in my life. Thank you for sharing. And before we wrap, can you just let us know how, if people are interested in working with you, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you?
1: Mostly Instagram, you will find me there. Although I am not posting 24 seven, like every day or anything, but I'm there. And I checked in. you can also check some of my content and the link to my website is there. So I will say if you're interested, even in scheduling a conversation, I offer a complimentary 30-minute call to explore where you are, what working together will look like, and we can go from there. It's, it's no, no charge for that call. And it's pressure-free. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. You either feel like the work <laughs> with me will resonate with you and will help you, or you don't that's totally fine with me. It's, it's a good fit. If it's in alignment, it would be. And if it's not, I believe that most people who come to the call you take something away from the call. Even if it's a new awareness or like at least new awareness on what they don't want or what they do want or things that they need to work on, whether that's with me
0: or with someone yeah. else.
1: Yeah. My Instagram mm-hmm. is Claudia Z Coaching and, and same as my website, Zcoaching.com.
0: Awesome. Okay, so I'll make sure to have those links in the notes, in the show notes for the episode. So please come and follow Claudia on Instagram at Claudia C. Coaching and visit her website. And like you heard it today, it's important. Coaching and therapy, <laughs> very important. And I think not just for life in general, it's important for business and your entrepreneur journey and life and just to get yourself to a place where you feel aligned. So thank you for sharing, Claudia. And I'm so glad that you that you shared your story. Thank you for having me. Thank you for opening up the space for me to share it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was Claudia Zimmerman of Claudia C. Coaching. I learned so much from Claudia. I'm so happy that I got connected with her and shared her story. You know, it it is very difficult to share stories of vulnerability. And I, I just want to acknowledge the courage that Claudia showed in this episode by sharing her story around failure and depression and even getting to a place of suicidal ideation and thoughts as a social worker mental health advocate it's difficult to have those conversations it's difficult to come face to face with those emotions and it's even more difficult to share them and to be vulnerable and to share your story and so that is a testament to Claudia's courage and her bravery I hope anybody out there who is feeling similarly that you know that you have the support and I hope that you reach out. I hope that you make the connections that you need to get to a place where you feel supported. And I'm glad that Claudia was able to tell and share her experience and her message around not doing this alone and getting the support that you need. And it goes back to the the feelings that we might get as entrepreneurs and business owners when we're experiencing failure. You know, sometimes I think that starting a business and just life in general can have so many similar lessons and experiences that we all go through. What I love about entrepreneurship is that you learn so much about life in general. You learn so much about Failure, you learn to get up, you learn to make connections, you learn to learn from your mistakes, from the decisions that you've made, and you move on and you keep going and then you figure out a way to learn from those failures. And here are my biggest takeaways from talking with Claudia. To make personal freedom and empowered choices We need to be willing to disappoint others. I am so glad that she said that because as a people pleaser, as a parentified child, the biggest emotional discomfort was always letting people down. I think that for a lot of children of immigrants, letting our parents down is something that we don't like to do. We don't like for them to feel disappointed, but sometimes we have to come to a point where or a place in our lives where we are making decisions for ourselves because then are we actually making decisions to please others and disappointing ourselves in the process and that is it's difficult to come to to that realization and so I'm happy that she was able to share her place of from where she makes decisions and her own freedom. Number two is I may not know or need help or even be self-aware that I need support, but I know that I don't want to be alone. And I I like that there is this distinction of not wanting to be alone and not wanting to do something alone. I think asking for help is something that we have to practice and get used to, and sometimes we don't even realize that that it's something that we need to work on, but something that we can tap into is things that we don't want to do alone and if something's starting to feel like you don't want to do this alone like you wish you had help you wish you had someone to guide you you wish you had some support that is something that you can tap into if you're someone that maybe struggles with asking for help and struggles for reaching out when you need the support and my third takeaway is It's not so much a takeaway but more of a question is what stories does my brain like to create and I'm glad that we talked about the stories that our brains like to create and how our brains love stories we use stories all the time right we have this whole podcast is about stories and we love to hear stories we love to hear about other people's experiences but our brain also likes to create stories for ourselves in order to make sense of what's going on around us. And sometimes those stories are not real. And I I know that when I'm in a mood or when I'm feeling depressed or when I'm feeling anxiety, when I'm not sure of how to move forward or make decisions, there's a story happening in my brain about what I'm capable of, what I can do, what what is going to happen. And it's important that you call out those stories, call out the stories that are keeping you back that are not real that you're creating in your head and make up the stories of your resilience of what you're going to do if something does fail how can you bounce back what lessons will you learn and those are the stories to hold on to so I want to thank Claudia for her courage for sharing everything that she's gone through for her message I will put her links in the show notes so please Go and visit Claudia at claudiaccoaching.com as well as on Instagram and reach out, get the support that you need. And I hope that you continue on this journey with all the resources and tools at your disposal. You're not alone. So reach out. Thank you so much for sticking around. Again, for all the listeners, thank you so much if you've left a review and If you haven't yet and you'd like to support this podcast, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and leave a review or a rating. You may also share this episode or share this podcast with a friend, someone that you might feel may benefit from hearing about these stories or hearing about my journey and who are starting businesses or want to do something different, want to do something brave, take risks, and get out of the path that they thought they needed to go in and create their own that's what this podcast is for is to give you an opportunity to see that it's possible and you're not alone so i thank you so so much i appreciate all of you have a wonderful rest of your week and i'll see you all again next week bye